0: Welcome and thanks for listening to the Community Christian Church Podcast. To learn more about Community Christian Church, visit us online at cccsterling.org. Today's message comes from Pastor Chris Ria. Good morning, everyone. We're in a series called Comfort and Joy. We all love comfort, don't we? I wanted to start this morning by doing a little holiday survey with all of you. Are you guys up for this? Yes. Okay, so I'm gonna mention something that we do around the holidays. And if it brings you comfort, I want you to raise your right hand. If it brings you discomfort, I want you to raise your left hand. Sound good? Comfort, right hand. Discomfort left hand. If you are watching online, I want you to literally type in to the comments, comfort or discomfort. We ready? Yes. First one, drinking eggnog. Now, this is non-alcoholic eggnog. I'm not talking about that kind of comfort, okay? And I'm not talking about almond milk eggnog. That's not a thing, okay? It's got to be the real deal eggnog. Comfort for me. Come on. How about baking? Holiday baking brings you comfort or discomfort? Could be cookies or pies or cakes. How about eating the baked goods? Comfort... Most of us, I would say, brings us great comfort. How about shopping for Christmas presents? Comfort and discomfort. All the frugal people in the room have their left hand up right now. How about opening Christmas presents? Comfort, discomfort. Some people get really uncomfortable opening Christmas presents. I've seen this before. How about putting up a Christmas tree and the decorations for Christmas? Comfort or discomfort? Most of the guy's hands are on a uh, left side or up. How about seeing everyone else's Christmas decorations on social media? Comfort or discomfort? <laughs> A lot more comfort. That's good. Family gatherings. Comfort or discomfort? I'm going to keep my right hand up because most of my family's in the room right now. So. <laughs> Definitely comfort. So much. So much fun. How about holiday shopping? This is a little different than Christmas shopping. This includes the whole gamut, you know, like food, hosting people over there, all that shopping, the hustle and bustle, the line that we're waiting in outside of Trader Joe's and everything like that, comfort. Some people like that hustle and bustle. It's good. How about Christmas parties? Not necessarily holly, but like the Christmas office party or secret Santas or singing carols. Comfort or discomfort? Uh, Comfort. That's good for the most part. How about Christmas music? This is a very controversial one. Some people love it. They got that. They're listening in October, right? Other people are like, let's get rid of the Christmas music already. Well, it's always interesting to see what brings people comfort around the holidays or discomfort. And we're talking about comfort and joy. And what I wanna do is I wanna define what that word really means, comfort. The definition of comfort is this, a state of physical ease and freedom from pain or constraint. Physical ease from pain or constraint. Another definition would be the easing or alleviation of a person's feeling of grief or distress. So one has to do with our own physical and emotional pain, and then the other one has to do with our ability to bring comfort, our ability to ease someone else's emotional pain the definition of joy is this a feeling of great pleasure and happiness so it's in within each human being what we long to do in life is we long to escape discomfort in our hearts we don't want to be uncomfortable We don't want to have physical or emotional pain, so we do whatever it takes to pursue joy, to pursue happiness, to pursue pleasure, and get away from pain and discomfort. It's really hardwired into our brains to protect ourselves from situations that could bring us harm. I'll never forget one time, this was years ago. I was visiting someone in the hospital And I remember in the hospital bed next to the guy I was visiting, there was a person who had just had back surgery. And no matter what they did, they couldn't get comfortable. They laid on their right side, on the left side, on their stomach, on their back, and I, I just remember this poor guy. He just kept saying, "Ow, ow, 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 ow." I mean, over and over and over again. And no matter which way he laid, tried to move, he couldn't. He couldn't escape the discomfort. I felt so bad for this guy. I said, "Can't someone get this guy out of pain, please?" Well, but on this time last year, I tweaked my lower back. I was moving some things around the house, raking leaves this time of year, and I, I, I tweaked my back, and every time I laid down to go to sleep, I just had this nagging pain in my lower back. It was just there, this discomfort. And I couldn't get comfortable, and I just had this image of this guy in my head that I had visited years ago. I'm like, that's gonna be me someday (laughs) if I'm not careful. So I did what everyone does when they get uncomfortable, you try to escape the, the discomfort, right? So I went to physical therapy and I went online and I tried to research how to alleviate back pain. I iced it, I put heat on it. I even put this pain relieving muscle cream on it that horses, they put on horses to alleviate pain. I tried essential oils. I did everything that I could. I went to physical therapy. They did electrotherapy on me where they put a needle into the muscle when they tried with electric impulses to warm the muscle up. It did something, but it didn't warm the muscle up. But it took months. Months of of trying to alleviate this uncomfortable feeling, stretching and physical therapy and doing these things to actually get rid of the pain, and it did go away. But when I was in that state, what I found was there were people who could bring comfort to my life and there were people who brought more discomfort to my life. Like I went to one doctor and he was, you know, testing my back. And he said, oh, I don't, I don't even think there's a muscle there. You might have like some kind something wrong with your kidney or one of your organs. I'm like, thanks doc. Now I got that in my head. Discomfort, Right. But then there were people who said, you know what, I've experienced this, you tweaked it a little bit, you're going to be just fine. If you do this, this, and this, eventually just give it a few days, you're going to be fine. They brought comfort into my life. So not only do we deal with discomfort in our lives, but we also become people who bring comfort or discomfort into other people's lives as well. And I think it's so important, so important to become people who bring comfort into other people's lives. And here's the point of all this. When life gets uncomfortable, we really only have two choices. One choice is to trust God, to stay positive, and to get better. And the other choice is to become completely self-sufficient, grasp for control, get negative, and get bitter. Those are really the only two choices we have when life gets uncomfortable. And we're living in a time period right now where we really only have those two choices, church. We have the choice to stay positive, to trust God, to believe things will get better, or become self-sufficient, desperately hold on to some semblance of control, try to figure things out that can't be figured out, and slowly spiral into state of negativity and bitterness. Those are our two choices. So it's crucial for us Christians, people that call ourselves Christ followers, to really go after option number one. Not only for our own peace, and our own joy, and our own sanity, but also so we can be the kind of people that can bring comfort, hope, and joy into the lives of those around us. I want to show you something in God's word this morning, the difference between becoming self-sufficient and trying to produce a life of joy and comfort versus really trusting God That he has our best interest in mind and believing that he's going to come through for us. So if you go back in the Bible, all the way to the book of Genesis, early in the Bible, Genesis chapter 3, verse 1, you have an account where God creates man. He creates Adam and Eve. And this is significant. There's something significant about being the first humans ever to be created on the face of the earth, right? This is something special. This is something new. This is God's attempt to have relationship with his creation, to create a being with free will who would choose to love him or choose to reject him. So they were the very first. And I want to read a passage of Scripture found, Genesis chapter 3, verse 1 says this, Now the serpent was more crafty than any other beast of the field that the Lord God had made. He said to the woman this, Did God actually say, You shall not eat of any tree in the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, When well, we may eat of the fruit of the trees in the garden, but God said, You shall not eat of the fruit of the tree that is in the midst of the garden, in the middle of the garden. Neither shall you touch it, lest you die. and I hid myself. So here you have God puts these two human beings in the most comfortable and joyous place on the face of the earth. He puts them right there in the garden where they would not have to experience any kind of pain, any kind of discomfort. He says as long as you do this one thing, you can stay here forever. As long as you can eat of anything here, just stay away from this one thing. And if you do, you will enjoy a long, 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 long life of comfort and peace and joy. Life will be good. But what happens? The enemy comes and he lies to Adam and Eve, just like he does to us today. They face a temptation. The enemy says, listen, you're not going to die if you eat this fruit. In fact, your life will actually have more comfort, more joy, more peace. You'll have wisdom. You'll actually know good and evil. You will... I think this is what God actually wants from you for you and in an effort to have more comfort to have more joy in their lives they take matters into their own hands you see they wanted something we all want in life they wanted to be self-sufficient There's something ingrained in all of us that doesn't like to depend on other people. We want to be self-sufficient. We want more control. We want instant gratification. We want more comfort, more joy in our lives. And a lot of times we feel like we're the ones that have to make it happen. And that's what Adam and Eve tried to do that day. Well, when they sinned, they instantly felt broken and shameful and desperately tried to cover that shame with whatever they could find. They felt discomfort for the first time. They felt emotional pain for the first time right then and there. Can you imagine the guilt and shame? when they knew they didn't have to experience this, and then one of their actions actually caused them now to have all this discomfort, this shame in their lives. I think we all know what that feels like. They failed to trust God and His Word and what He said, and it led to death. It led to pain, and it led to discomfort for the human race. Aren't you glad you came to church today? Isn't that (laughs) encouraging? Well, lucky for us, the story doesn't end there. It doesn't end there. In fact, we celebrate Christmas this time of the year and Jesus being born, dying on a cross and raising from the dead changed everything. Luke 2.10 says, And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of comfort and great joy that will be for all the people. That joy was Jesus coming to this earth. And I want to read you what Paul says about this event, about Jesus coming to the earth, dying, resurrecting from the dead. He says in Romans 5.12, he compares what Jesus did to what Adam and Eve did. Romans five twelve. he says, Therefore, just as sin came into the world through one man, and death through sin, and so death spread to all men because all sinned. Okay, he's talking about Adam and Eve bringing sin, bringing death, bringing discomfort into the world. He says, just as that happened, verse 15 says, But the free gift is not like the trespass. So he's talking now about the gift of salvation that Christ brings. He says, For if many died through one man's trespass, Adam, much more have the grace of God and the free gift by the grace of the one man, Jesus Christ, abounded for many. Verse 18. Therefore, as one trespass led to condemnation for all men, so one act of righteousness leads to justification and life for all men and women. For as by the one man's disobedience the many were made sinners, so by the one man's obedience the many will be made righteous. Now the law came In to increase the trespass, but where sin increased, grace abounded all the more. So that as sin reigned in death, grace also might reign through righteousness, leading to eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. I know this passage can seem a little confusing, but what it's saying is this. And this is the brilliance of God. This is the amazing plan of God. One act of Adam and Eve brought Discomfort brought sin, brought separation. And then God sends his son that in one act of obedience, Jesus going to, to the cross for our sin, that one act and rising from the dead leads to justification for all of us, leads for, to our righteousness so we no longer have to be considered sinners, but we're considered righteous in Christ. One act led to death and discomfort and one act by Jesus Christ not only leads to us being saved and having righteousness that's not obtained on our own, but gives us an eternity in heaven where there'll be unlimited amounts of comfort and joy. It's an amazing message. You see, this message changes everything. If you're grasping for control, if your life is full of pain or loss or discomfort right now, if you're dealing with grief in your life, it's time to turn completely towards trusting God again. It's time to stop becoming self-sufficient and grasping for control to figure everything out because Jesus went to the cross. He paid the ultimate sacrifice, the ultimate discomfort and pain for us so that we could experience true joy, true comfort, true peace, and true happiness. And not only so we would experience that, For ourselves. But so through faith in Christ, our lives could be transformed and we could literally give that to other people. So just two action steps for us today. One is this, be a person who brings comfort and joy to those around you. Like I said, this amazing act by Jesus Christ, what his life and death and resurrection symbolizes, that message is so powerful. It brings so much comfort, so much joy, so much transformation to our lives. It has the power to change us because we now have the spirit of God living in us, not just the flesh, But we choose to walk in the spirit when we spend time feeding our spirit, feeding ourselves God's word, feeding ourselves his spirit through prayer and worship. Now we have the ability to bring hope and comfort into this world. Are we bringing that comfort and joy to our world right now? I want to be someone who does that. So that's number one action step. Number two action step is this. Remember that God believes in you. You see, sometimes I think, we think we're such horrible people. God booted us out of the garden, right? We sinned, human beings sinned. We made a mistake. God booted us out of the garden. He was mad at us. He's always been mad at us. We can never do anything right. We always make the wrong choices. He finally had to send Jesus just to cover our sin so that somehow we could have eternity with a holy God. But we forget one thing in the midst of all of that thinking. Why did God make us? Because he loves us. He believed in us. He put Adam and Eve there. And he believed in them. And they made a mistake. But he never stopped believing in humanity. Then he sent his son to die on the cross for us so that we can be looked at as righteous even though we make mistakes. But he still believes in us. You see, God doesn't have a plan B. His church has always been plan A. There is no plan B. He believes in his people. He believes that we can be transformed by the power of the cross. And he believes that we can be used to bring comfort and joy to the people on this earth. He believes in us. Some of us have stopped understanding that concept. Somewhere along the lines, we felt like, I'm a horrible person. Humanity is horrible. Everything on the earth is terrible. I mean, global pandemic shows how bad humanity can get, right? But God hasn't stopped believing in us. It doesn't have to keep getting worse. I still believe that good is on the horizon for humanity because I believe that God believes in us. And I believe that God believing in the people of God will empower the people of God to rise above human standards and live and be light and be comfort and be joy to this world that desperately needs it. That's the beauty of Christianity. We are messy people, but God believes in messy people. He believes in us. But sometimes we forget that and we stop believing in ourselves. And then we start to spiral down that negativity, bitterness road. I want to show you... uh, a. a movie clip here. This is from a Christmas movie called *The Christmas Chronicles*. Anyone seen it? If you haven't seen it yet on Netflix, then you're, this is going to kind of ruin it a little bit for you. But I still encourage you. It's a, it's a cute movie. You, you want to see it? But this is a story about a boy and a girl named Teddy and Kate, their brother and sister. And they lose their dad. Their dad was a fireman. And their dad pays the ultimate price of his life trying to save a family from a fire. And he dies. And so these two are growing up without a father. And they really have the two choices that I mentioned earlier, the same two choices all of us have when we experience discomfort or pain or life not going the way we thought it should go to keep moving forward to keep trying to get better, keep trusting God, or to let our lives spiral down a negative road towards bitterness, to try to fill the void with other things in our lives, to become self-sufficient and grasp for control. Well, that's what Teddy does, the boy in this story. His grades start to suffer He starts stealing cars, teenage drinking. He starts going down this wrong path because he's forgotten who he is and he's forgotten that God believes in him, that his father believed in him. Let's watch this video clip real quick. Helpers. I've never had human helpers in the slave. Cute little Christmas movie, but. What I love about that clip is I love that Kurt Russell believed in Teddy. He makes a great Santa, by the way, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. But he believed. You see, when someone believes in you, it can empower you to do things that you don't think you had in you anymore. There's something so powerful when someone else believes in you. And some of us have forgotten that our Father believes in us. He believes in us. And sometimes He gives us the reins And he's right there. You see, there's a difference between self-sufficiency and realizing that our Father is right there and trusting him and saying, here's the reins, I'm right here, and I believe you can do this. I believe you can walk through this season of your life. I believe you can get through this physical pain you're experiencing. I believe you can get through this emotional pain. I believe you can overcome your failures of the past. I believe you can go on to live a life of joy and impact in this world. I believe you can bring comfort and joy to a world that's losing it by the minute. I believe in you. That's what our Father's saying to us this morning. And the world needs us to understand that message so that we can in turn bring a message of comfort and joy to them. See, this word is filled with God's promises, all kinds of promises, good promises, good things for his people, for the world, for humanity, it's filled with good. And his promises are true. So we don't have to be afraid, we don't have to worry, we don't have to live a constant life of discomfort anymore because the Lord wants to bring us some supernatural comfort and some supernatural joy so that not only we can keep that for ourselves, but so we can also give it away to a world that's in desperate need of it. Let's pray. Father, I thank you so much for these two small words, comfort and joy. I thank you for paying the ultimate price for our comfort, for alleviating emotional burdens off of us and physical burdens off of us, for giving us the hope of eternity that someday we will live in a constant state of comfort and joy. We have that hope. Thank you, Jesus. I pray, Lord, that during this Christmas season, that your message, the message of Jesus coming to this earth, the message of Jesus dying on a cross and resurrecting from the dead, that, that message would be transformational not only in our lives, but in the lives of people who have not even realized it yet. Thank you for what you're going to do this holiday season. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks again for listening to the Community Christian Church Podcast. For more messages like this and other resources, visit us online at cccsterling.org.